It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com is our email address. You can watch us live on YouTube or archive on YouTube or listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. We are back from our trip in North Carolina. Happy to report safe and sound. We are no longer one hotel room apart, Gordon. Uh, our chemistry is no longer palpable. Between the two of us, but happy to be back. How are you feeling in Central Time Zone once again? Feeling good. It's uh, easier to do a podcast at 10 a.m. than 9 a.m. Can't imagine us doing a podcast on the West Coast. So people who watch this live on the West Coast, much respect for those waking up uh, at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to uh, tune into your face and my face talking about people running in circles. Yeah, if we have any West Coast listeners, throw it in the chat. What's the earliest someone is listening to this pod right now? Anybody in Hawaii? If anybody in Hawaii is listening, I don't even know what time it is in Hawaii. Listening live, we should say. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the stunning results from Lee Van. Talk about Ilya Kipchoge running the Tokyo Marathon in his quest to win all the World Marathon Majors. We'll preview the Birmingham World Indoor Tour Meet, which takes place on Saturday. Part of a really stacked weekend of track and field and then we got a ruling in the blessing okabare suspension handed down a 10-year ban we'll talk about all that but first this podcast gordon is sponsored by hoka was just introduced the most advanced spike shoe yet you might have heard of it it's called the clox powered by the propulsion of carbon two varieties the clo md the clo ld go to hoka.com hook up faster forward and check out the spikes. Gordon is holding them up. They made their trip. They made their first voyage all the way to North Carolina and then back. They just live on this podcast, Gordon. They're the third and fourth hosts of this pod. Oh, we got some people in the in the chat. Someone's watching from Taiwan at 11 o'clock at night. That's, <laughs> That's pretty night. impressive. I want the morning. Oh, Hello, someone's in California. Luis Gonzalez. Oh, interesting. Robert oh, shout Slater. out Robert Davis. Oh, hey, I was, I was, I was born in Woodland, Robert. So shout out, shout out to Davis. Uh, my parents met at UC Davis. Uh, Francis is in cold and snowy Cleveland. I get points for being snowy. Anyway, Gordon, the spikes. Yeah. The MD, the LD. What do you think? Hey. If you don't know about it by now, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? They're the Hoka Spikes. Go get them. Yeah. Hoka.com. 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 Faster. Forward. Check them out. All right. Let's start first with Jakob Ingebrigtsen. First ever world record. 330.6 in Leven. We knew he can do it. And he did it. Gordon runs away from Tefera, the guy who held the world record. And was right on pace the entire way. And those last couple laps, 
was able to seal the deal. This was his debut for 2022. You don't get better debuts than this. We're not shocked by anything Jakob does anymore, but now we're entering, I think, the world record portion of, of his career. We already got the gold medal last year. What did you think of his race? Uh, impressed, expected. Uh, we, and also like kind of reflective. You know, I remember when this kid was just a 16-year-old man or boy or whatever, 16-year-old kid, and kind of just like, Break like, kind of like a he was like a cool story, and he was like a whoa he he's running pretty well for his age, and then he had his big breakthrough at age I believe, eighteen when he started becoming like oh he's more than just like I could break four he's becoming you know world class and he just every year he's a prototypical definition of every year getting better, you know mm. he at a young age let's look at his progression yeah so in 2018, he's running 340, 2019, 336, 2021, 331, 2022, 330 world record. Like, you can't get any better progression than that. And also, he also went from mixing it up with, you know, elite guys, no, mixing up with good guys to mixing up with elite guys to beating the elite guys to then beating yeah. the best guy. Uh, at the Olympics, and now breaking a world record, which is beating all the guys of all time. So he's just had the perfect progression. He's only 21. He's yet to hit his prime, which is the scary part because the prime of like a 1,500-meter runner is 22 to 26. And if he already is now collecting these wins and collecting records and he's yet to turn even 22, it just makes you think we're, we're witnessing potential history when we look towards these next four years, five years for him and lucky for him, not lucky, but we're having a world championship or global championship every year, right? We got yeah. Eugene. We have, I'm not sure what 2023 is 2023. We got Paris 2024, 2025. So he's going to start yeah. racking up a lot of opportunities to win some medals. He's on a different schedule than everyone else. So I don't know if we can pencil in for sure. It's going to be 22 to 26. Cause this feels like prime for me. If it's not prime, if we're pre-prime, then look out. 330 is just going to be the beginning. Of these distance records, mid-distance records, this was the most beatable of the bunch, right? You go outdoors, yeah. things get much tougher. But what does this say for outdoors? This obviously says he's ahead of where he was last year, and last year he was the Olympic champion. Now, I told you, Gordon, I looked at his Instagram leading into this race, and he was dropping all the hints that he was ready to go. He's not going to be posting that much running footage on Instagram if he wasn't raring to go. So could we see 327 outdoors, perhaps? You know, then, then you're getting awfully close to the world record outdoors of 326. And the mile and 1,500-meter records are pretty much in line in terms of conversion. So if you can do one, you can do the other. But at the very least, he has not regressed at all. He's fully healthy, we can say. And he's really taking advantage of this Leven meet two years in a row. On the broadcast, they were talking about how the organizers fancy this meet as a Monaco of indoors, where you just have fast mid-distance times. And you look at the results over the last two years, and that's certainly, that's certainly borne out. But the confidence that he runs with, the consistency that he runs with, that's what separates him more so than just even his age. I mean, the fact you go through the last couple of years, it's really hard to find a stretch where he truly struggled. and. Took a second off of what he ran last year. The greatest compliment you can pay to him is this was expected, right? I said going in, I think he's going to get it better than 50-50 shot. Tefera put up the best fight he could, but Ingebrigtsen is just on a different level than everybody else other than Timothy Chariot, and Timothy Chariot wasn't in this race. Did I pick him to win Athlete of the Year? I think I did, right? In our first part of the year? We'll have to find the tape on that. I think I did. I think I picked him. Well, I think because I thought he was competing. I thought he now. was competing in the Commonwealth Games. Remember, I thought he was competing in. The oh Commonwealth yeah, Games. Yeah. yeah, man. I wish we could say. I wish I could say Colt roll the tape on that one, but we can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but he said he was that. Win a lot of but that prediction though is looking pretty good now because, you know, mm -hmm. he's breaking a world record in February. He's only going to have yeah. more opportunities. 
And so I, you went with uh, Ryan Krauser and I went with Ingebrigtsen. That's what we went with yeah. for our prediction. So for men. And I got the world record first. Ryan Krauser, he could have had a world record, but there was a malfunction <laughs> in the in the measuring stick. So well, he was short. One anyway. nothing right. But now. yeah, yeah, you're right. My guy got sabotaged by a laser, and your guy's out there crushing three thirties. I'm sticking with Krauser though. I think Krauser's going to avenge the laser mishap and and keep rolling. Um, yeah, it was it was it was something to behold here. Those last couple laps, you thought, all right. He's got a guy in his back. Is he just gonna? Is he is he gonna be able number one to hold on for the win, and number two is he gonna be able to get this mark? Um, one thing I liked about it on this broadcast, did you see they had the projected times throughout? Yeah, the splits. So it was sitting yeah. at like three thirty one. So when when I was seeing it, and it was a little tough because with the rabbit, they're a little bit ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So there could be a second or two difference, but you knew. When it kept saying 331, 331, I thought, hey, he's going to close a little bit quicker. So 331 basically means he's going to break this record. Yeah, and he – it was very – I mean, every time you give this guy another challenge, something like go up this step now, he just always successfully pulls it off, you know? Yeah. Like I said, yeah. his progression, every year he said, no, now you got to do this. Oh, now you got to do this. Now you got to run faster than what – El right. did indoor <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah, I can, I can do that. That's no problem. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? Now, obviously three thirty point six. when you look at it in a vacuum, you compare it to all the people who are running three twenty eights and all times. And it, mm. the number on paper doesn't look that great, but like, how impressed are you by this? Like you, you did open a, like, this seemed like a, a feasible world record, which is kind of a crazy yeah. sentence to say, a feasible world record, freaking world record. Um, yeah. What do you, how impressed of a performance? Like, obviously it's a world record, but not all world records are created equal. This isn't breaking two hours yeah. in a marathon. So on a scale of one to <laughs> 10, what is the impressive impressivity of this record. Impressiveness? I mean, uh, impressiveness, that's the word. I mean, I, I, I could say I thought it was impressive, but not surprising. So those are two different things. And I think we always say, like with Fisher running 1253, incredibly surprising. We thought he was going to run fast, but 1253 to get a few within a few seconds of the world record. This performance is better, but because of Ingebrigtsen's history, we're not as surprised by it. So yeah, I'd say like an eight. Listen, it's, it's not eight? the same thing as... Yeah, it's not 8 out of 10. It's not the same thing as an outdoor record. Now, if you look at the mile, the mile indoor record, Yomif Kajelka, that 347 at Boston. So he get the mile record as well, too, indoors. I think he's in just in as good a shape. Um, or sorry, he's in just as good a position to get that as well because 330 and 347 are pretty in line here. But it's there's a, there's a jump there to when you go outdoors and you're talking 343 and you're talking 326. But then you have to factor in some physics here and some track analysis. So the question really becomes outdoor records versus indoor records with these fast indoor facilities now. Because we've heard time and time again, people say, well, BU faster than outdoors. I don't know what the talk is about Leven. All I know is we've had two years of really fast performances there. So if you're saying it's pretty close to outdoors, then yeah, those records are another step up. But here's why it's impressive to me is it's, February 17th when he ran this race. It's a debut and he ran this race. If he was yeah. outdoors and he ran 3.30 outdoors in February, we'd be like, all right, well, come Monaco, what's this guy going to come up with? So that is why it's impressive for me. The consistency year to year and his ability to debut this quickly. Are you higher than an eight or lower than an eight? I'm lower. I'll give it a okay. five. Oh, wow. Not impressed. Gordon, tough to I mean, but they're like, there's like, there are world records out there that are ones and that are twos. So like, it's a five. Like, not all world records are eights. It's like, like they got to have a little bit Wait, of- Wait, are they one or, are they one or two because they're an obscure distance? Or they're one, are they one or two because- Yeah, like a one is, person to... a, a one would be like the hour record that Mo Farah broke. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's I one. see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, you're saying the quality of the mark. I thought you were talking yeah. about. Gotcha. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Yeah. All right. So well, I'd say it's like a five. Yeah. Well, done in a vacuum of done in a vacuum of just this world record with nothing else. Yeah, it's not up there on the all-time mark list because we saw Tefera get it last year, and I don't think anybody's putting Tefera right now in the mid-distance Hall of Fame. But I, I'm looking at it more from the perspective of just it's a debut. Yeah. And what does this mean for the rest of the season? So uh, Judson uh, in the chat says, what is 330.6 equal to mile uh, to the mile indoors? I mean, I usually just do 17 seconds, but I, Gordon's probably got some other. I'll tell you what, World Athletics though makes it. Uh, so World Athletics, Stats Zone, um, top lists. We're going outdoor all time. We want all. All time top lists, men's indoor. We want outdoor. The indoor. No, no, no. I know. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah, are wondering. Yeah. You want to know what outdoor, right? No. Tw- Indoors. Okay, it's equivalent to a three twenty six sixty nine. No. Because what is it equal World to? Athletics. I didn't listen. Didn't no, I did listen. Question. I did listen to the what question. What does three thirty point six equal to mile indoors? Mile indoors, or I thought it meant to fifteen hundred outdoors. Oh, mile indoors. No. <laughs> so oh, when mile. I said okay. you didn't listen to the question, it's because you didn't listen to the question. Yeah, and that's why I said just 17 seconds. is equal to – I just divide it by 1.08. Let me multiply. 347.4. All right. So that would be just – what was Kajelka's? 347.0, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Or you, yeah. you, you want me Kajelka? Yeah, so he's right there. Yeah, oh one. Wow, he almost went into three forty sixes. Yeah, and maybe Boston's faster than Lee Van too. But is he going to chase a mile indoors? I don't know. I know he's going to run. At least the plan is to run world indoors. So I'm guessing that's going to be the focus from here on out. But Jakob off to a ideal start, to say the least. Speaking of ideal starts, oh Travis has got the conversion out there three forty. That says 347.45. All right. So, yeah, 17 seconds-ish. We're in the ballpark, 16, 17. Um, he could get it. I think that's the, the clear message here. He could get it. It wasn't that far out of whack. Um, it just was beatable because you saw last year Tefera get it, and you knew that Inga Britson was a better runner than Tefera. Uh, Holloway. What do you think of Holloway 735, Gordon, or the high hurdles? Um, 735, impressive. He is clearly ratcheting it, ratcheting it down. I mean, people in the comments are saying, I don't know uh, the English language. Very true, because I can't even say the word ratcheting. Or he's ratcheting it down, <laughs> 735. Hey, I know math really well, so that's all that matters. Um, and I know that 735 mathematically is faster than his previous mark. So that's all you really need for my analysis. But yeah, he uh, was quoted saying he doesn't think his world record of 729 is that fast. So clearly mm-hmm. he is on a mission to go even crazier all time in the mm. descending order list. He has the world record at 729. He just runs 735. He's run 735 three different times already. Like it's, mm. in, it's incredible when you look at the all-time descending order list. There's so much Holloway there. Holloway and Jackson and Robles. But then Holloway, Holloway has run 735 or faster six times and i think mm-hmm. what in two seasons maybe i feel like it's only been in two seasons i think it rolled um, 19 and then if you want to count yeah, the covid year yeah be three, 20, three. 19 21 and 22 yeah but it's been an incredible run for him and i think we're this is just a slow exposition to his eventual world record right that's what we're waiting for is slow exposition to a world record and when we get it, I don't know. Is he going to do it before World Championships? Is he going to do it at USA's? Is he going to do it at another meet? I don't know. But the guy's going to run the world record again. It's just a matter of when, yeah. if it's now out of the question, because he's going to do it. Yeah, that was the takeaway for me. The other one was... He raced again against the top guys in the world. This is the second race in a row where he's taken on the best guys in the world and was just head and shoulders above everybody else. There's nobody else out there. I mean, he took down Trey Cunningham, Devin Allen, Daniel Roberts, 
at the New Balance Inter Grand Prix. In this race, he's going against Martin Odegaard, Pelosian, you know, throwing a couple of Americans in there too, um, with Eaton, Roberts again, Andrew Pozzi, who's been really good indoors in the past. There's nobody out there who can run with him. And if you thought, hey, he's won everything, he's he has a win streak that dates back to 2014. Maybe he's just going to say, I've accomplished everything I need to accomplish indoors. That's not the case. That's not the case. So that world record, I don't think is going to last very long. Perhaps a day. Perhaps it's going to be gone in Birmingham because that's where he's scheduled to run next. And I'm excited that he's going to run world indoors. He doesn't need to run USAs because he has a bye to world indoor championships. Is that correct? Correct. my knowledge of the rules. Yes. So, but we're going to see him at least two more times. We'll see him at least at Worlds and then at Birmingham, and he might have some other European competitions scheduled as well too. But this is just the same story, just a different setting for Grant Holloway. Like you watch him to hurdle one, and it's all right, it's over. And then the gap that he's putting on everybody else in a 60-meter race is something that the rest of the field can't contend with. I mean, when he gets into seven threes, Nobody else is able to get there, and he's gotten into seven twos before, and really nobody can get into that range. I'm about to say something ridiculous. Yeah. You prepared for my ridiculousness? All right. When Carson Warholm yeah. broke the world record and threw down a mark that had the number 45 in it when he ran his 45.400-meter yeah. hurdles, and you're just like, wait a minute, 45 seconds is a mark that, like, good 400-meters – 400 meter runners run and he just did it yeah with hurdles yeah what mark could he throw down in a 60 hurdles grand holloway where you would just look at that number and you'd be like you got to be kidding me like he is running a time that like humans typically do a 60 in like i'm thinking as if you would i don't know it seems like a lot to already put on but like a 699 imagine if you're in a 699 60 hurdle yeah, that would look fake, but I think that's a little too much to ask for. Even a seven one, something, something like even a seven one nine would look ridiculous. Someone in the chat asked, "Is seven twenty five possible?" I think absolutely a seven twenty five is possible. But yeah, where I start doing a double take, I think would be seven point one. If it started with that, that's where I'd have that reaction. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those unfortunate uh, situations with where a time is in each event that's not close enough to six to where yeah. that leap would be possible. Uh, because you're right, that would be incredible because that's what we're used to seeing 60 times to start with. Uh, but unfortunately, I think it's a little too far to go. But we could see 25 this year for sure. This is when I wish that like the 110 hurdles and the 100 hurdles didn't need to be a different distance. Like if they figured out a way to make the hurdles make sense for the men's strides yeah. over yeah. 100 meters and not need that extra 10 meters. Because then you could be like, could he break 10 with hurdles in the way? Because that's yeah. how good this kid, that's how good Grant Holloway is. Like, you kind of want to start comparing his hurdle marks to regular flat marks. <laughs> he's, he's making 60 meters with hurdles in the way look very, very easy. Yeah. All right. The other result from Lee Van, um, men's 60. Lamont Marcel Jacobs gets another win. Doesn't improve on his season best, though. Runs uh, 6.50. Uh, but another victory for him. I thought Ronnie Baker would give him more of a race, but it ended up not being between Jacobs and Baker. Actually, Kervant Charleston was runner-up in a 6.52. So watch out for him at USA. He's trying to make the team. Um, so we've seen a series of races now for Jacobs. All of them wins. All you know, 6.5 low to 6.4 high. Are you starting to get more excited about Coleman? V Jacobs at World Indoors. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, putting together three consecutive wins with three consecutive, you know, no no BS marks. He's not like he's running six six for the win. He's running six low fives or six high fours. So he's putting yeah. together um strong marks in all these three wins. It gets you excited for the Coleman. I, it makes me wish Bromel was still doing world indoors, which he's not, because then yeah. he could get even a more of a recreation of, you know, I guess Bromel yeah. didn't make the world, the <clears throat> Olympic final, but you know what I mean. It just would have been nice to have Bromel in there in the mix. Yeah, uh, bigger but names, Coleman yeah. is going to, 
be a great matchup for Jacobs. And it's going to be a good litmus test for both of the men, right? Jacobs to prove himself that Olympics wasn't a, fr- a fluke and Coleman to prove himself that he's, he's all the way back. So it's going to be a fun, there's a big storyline for both wins. You know, Coleman wins, you have that storyline and same with Jacobs. And it's emerging. If you look at the yearly descending order list, you got Jones in the NCAA, Makai Williams in the NCAA, Coleman, Jacobs, Bromel, who's not going to run it, Ash, who's in the NCAA, and then Matadi and Charleston. But Baker hasn't put up the big mark yet. We haven't seen Bing Tianzu of China yet this year. So it really is boiling down to those two guys. And I think this is not saying anything revolutionary, Gordon, but the start is going to be key. Because if you watch Jacob's race back – no, but – I know. It sounds ridiculous. But, great analysis. Like, well, Coleman's start is great, and I feel like Jacob's strength in the 60 is that second half if you just watch him over these last three races. right? So I think Coleman is going to get a good start per usual, and it's just going to be a matter of can is Jacobs going to be able to chase him down. Now, Jacobs has run 649 this year. His PB is 647. Coleman's PB is much better than that, but we haven't seen him do that since his suspension ended. So Coleman can go to a place that Jacobs hasn't been yet. The question is, can he return to that place, and can Jacobs go to that place for the first time? But I think if you're Lamont Marcel Jacobs, you're happy with the wins, you're happy with the consistency, and you're happy with the fact that the field is cleared except for this one guy. What, um, do you, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I got, that's good. That's good. You want to move on? Yeah. Uh, we'll just we'll send it. We'll send it with that. Travis has a points conversion for 699. And the 60 hurdles. Let's see what it equals to. So it equals 1,383 points. Is this according to World Athletics tables? Yeah, I so then put that in. Go to find performance, Travis. 1,383. <laughs> that would be much better. We'll just put that That'd in the way- calculator. Travis, put a 1,383 in the calculator. You go back to the other page. So for those of you who aren't watching, and put in 1383 there and change the change the thing to 60 hurt 60 flat. So, so 1383 is it's like running a 621 60. We'll do it to do it to 400 meter hurdles cuz I want to see cuz that was the example you used with Warholms 45. What does it equal to with 400 meter hurdles? 45 45 17. <laughs> so I don't hey, think we're going to see that. I think you finally managed to put something that's outside of Grant Holloway's reach. 1,500. This is kind of a fun game. 324. All right. That's indoor 324, though. <laughs> Even better. That outdoor will be like 320. Even better. Um, this, is, this is fun. We should do these when we don't have anything else to talk about. We should just do conversions. I think it's a lot of fun. Ilyad Kipchoge, the greatest men's marathoner in history, is going to be running the Tokyo Marathon. Gordon, it was announced on Friday morning, put a post up on his Instagram, said, let's meet in Tokyo soon. There was a little bit of confusion based on if he could get into the country to run this race due to Japan's COVID laws. But March 6, 2022, Kipchoge will be there. He's never raced in Tokyo. If he wins that major, only two will remain, New York and Boston. And he's going to be going against a tough field. This isn't a situation where it's just him and then a bunch of supporting actors. Now, anytime Kipchoge is in a race, he is going to be the main guy. But you got Garamu in there. You got Burhanu Legese. You have Amos Kipruchu. Some guys with very fast personal bests. Some guys with real serious major marathon performances. So he's going to have to be in shape. He's obviously the big favorite. But there's a solid field of guys capable of running anywhere from you know 202 all the way up to, to 205 here. So. This is a, a race where Kipchoge is going to need to be, not Pete Kipchoge, because nobody can touch Pete Kipchoge, but he's going to need to be peak adjacent to, to get this win. And I'm excited to see him on a different course. And in a way, this, there's a lot of pressure on this race because he wants to win in every uh, major. And yeah. he's running out of, he's not like, he's like, oh, I'll be back next year for the next year's Tokyo. I have like 
multiple attempts at Tokyo. Like in these yeah. final Chicago, New York, and Tokyo attempts, kind of wants to go one for one in each, you know? So there's a little bit of a pressure. Like this is your one opportunity to get the win. And yeah. uh, so I'll be excited to see him, whether he can pull it off and then continue this run to, to check off Boston and check off New York. And uh, people can watch this live on FlowTrack. The race is being live streamed on FlowTrack, so that'll be fun. If you live in the U.S., mm-hmm. you can watch it live. I'm not sure what time in the – is it – it's going to be a, or, or middle, of the day, middle of the morning type situation, mm-hmm. middle of the night. The time middle of the night for, yeah, and for the U.S.? Night. Yeah. Middle of the night, yeah. For the U.S. Middle of the night, so – Might even be evening. Evening? Might even be dinner, dinner watching. Maybe you can – Dinner? Yeah. Have dinner and dessert and watch Ilya Kipchoge. I'm not sure. We'll get some confirmation on the time zone later. I think you hit on a good point. If it really is his goal to hit all the majors, then you got to do it the first time. You can't do the return flight. You got to buy basically one ticket to Tokyo and and get it done. But these this field is tough. This is not a walkover. There's sometimes in Kipchoge's career and other marathon stars' career where you look at it and you say, "This is completely set up for this person to win." It's not one of those races with those guys. They definitely could have had a much more watered down field. Some of these guys could have gone to other marathons. I know spring this year is still a little bit wonky because London is not going to be in the spring. So that just leaves uh, Boston as the major in the spring. So a lot of these gentlemen needed a marathon to run, but still it's tough. It's tough. Um, And I know we expect greatness every time out from Kipchoge, but we're going to need one of those guys is going to pop. Right, one of those guys is going to run a really good race. The odds are just in their favor of one of them being able to have a good breakthrough, and Kipchoge is going to need to be able to to manage that. I think he will. I don't think he's choosing his races haphazardly. I think he knows exactly what type of shape he's in. I expect him to to get the victory, but I'm happy for the fans out there too to get to see him. Just as yeah. I'm going to be really happy for. The, the Boston and New York fans, if he eventually does come to Boston and New York, because it feels like he's on a two, you know, the end of his career tour where everybody just wants to catch a glimpse of the greatest men's marathoner of all time, just to see him fly past. And we know Japan, the Japanese culture loves running distance running, right? They, they do a phenomenal job with mm-hmm. their like culture of long distance running. I mean, they, every year they have like, 50 plus runners on the men's and women's side run like elite time. So it's yeah very, uh, a, a, a country that's going to appreciate his presence. They're going to appreciate yeah. his greatness because they know what he has done. So that'll be cool. And again, you get to watch it live on flow, which will be cool. So I'm excited. Side note, Kipchoge's Instagram hit rate is like a hundred percent. Like he's never posted anything on Instagram where I'm like, ah, that's not that good. I don't know if that translated. Like this is a great race announcement, by the way. Everything he does just seems like it's amazing. Uh, here's some stats here. David Monty on Twitter. In Japan, road running, we can really see the impact of Super Shoes. Sunday's corporate half marathon challenge had. Okay, here you go. So your point about how many elites are there. They had 15 sub-61s, 56 sub-62s. This is the men, obviously. And then 110 men sub-63. That's some depth. When you talk about yeah. appreciating distance running and a lot of it comes from, as you mentioned, just the support, the Ekidens, obviously people see the clips or maybe watch some of those races live where there is so much money and enthusiasm into those races. So it's a cool place to have it. It feels as if he will be fully appreciated for the quality of athlete that he is in this race. And uh, I'm excited to watch it. And then also Sarah Hall on the American side is running the Tokyo marathon. So are we on a American record alert? I mean, she's just coming off her half marathon American record. I'm not sure how the Tokyo course is for quick times. It's obviously not a Berlin or a London or a a quick flat course. I don't know, but uh, let's let, let's let Kipchoge run it first and then we'll know how fast it is. Yeah, it was good. Test it well, no, they're we're running at the same time though. So Sarah Hall, be excited to see her uh, come back after her half marathon, um, and see what she can do in the in the full. Sarah, she's Sarah's not. Is Sarah in the world championships? I forget who's the three that are. Uh, uh, it's Bates, it's Seidel, and it's Hall. I thought Hall's in it. Okay, 
Jizz? Yeah, right. Bates, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's right. You have yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have it in front of you? I don't know. I, you know, for some reason, I almost, I keep on associating Sarah Hall as like the one who didn't get in because she's one of our greatest of all time runners who just always, for some reason, has to be like on the outside, like zagging while everyone else is zigging. You know, she's going to Berlin and running her fast, getting top three finish. Meanwhile, you know, others are mm-hmm. at the Olympics or whatever. So, uh, but okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. on the team. Um, but yeah, I'm excited but, to see what but- she does in Tokyo. That that course, the course is quick, right? It's a it's a major marathon course. They're not throwing in hit, crazy hills. I'm looking at the course record here. Um, let's see, what is it? What is the course record? Can't really find it right now. Uh two. I think more of the issue has been in the past that, like, the depth of the field isn't there. Because remember, this was a they were not an original world marathon major, and they came at a time in the year which was different from everybody else a little bit earlier. So I think that was more part of it. Like they just didn't have the crazy fields, but there's some yeah. fast times there. I, I, I thought D'Amato's record wasn't going to last more than a couple of years. When we talked about that post-Houston, I thought either she would break it again or somebody else would break it. So this would be the first, this would be the first true test uh, of that Never. idea. But yeah, yeah 100%. I mean – so Sal Peter ran two seventeen there for the women in twenty twenty. Um, so it's quick. It is quick, Gordon. Yeah. But she's gonna be there. So obviously Sarah Hall's gonna be there. And then there's a few other elite women that I saw on the start lists for Tokyo. Um, who else is Yeah, well Bridget Koskai. How about Bridget Koskai? Yeah, two Bridget Koskai. So world record holder. Um, you have Angela Tanui, so you have world record holder, and then you have several other women who are sub 220, and then Hall, who's run 220.32. So, listen, it's men's and women's will both be really good, and I'd expect to see course records, um, and potentially American records as as well, um, would be in the mix. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Everything's got to go. Perfect or close to perfect, near perfect on the buildup, and then you have to have a good day, weather-wise, pacing-wise. So lot, lot can change. But the point is, the, the marathon that's going to be a good marathon this year, and with with London not being in the spring, we know um, Boston's going to be stacked, but London's going to be really good too. Yeah, should be good. And again, watch it live on Flow Track, the Tokyo Marathon. Speaking of live also, on Flow Track, the okay. Birmingham. World Athletics Indoor Tour is live on Flow Track tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you got Dusseldorf uh, the day after that, too. So let's talk about Birmingham real quickly to preview. So you have Elaine Thompson, hurrah. Remember, this is the 60 meter world record attempt. You have Grant Holloway again. You have Mondo. You have Noah Lyles in a 60. And then you have um, a good 800 there between Keely Hodgkinson, who's making her debut after her silver medal season. And Natoya Gould, who just won in a world-leading 158 and change in um, in Lee Van. Well, let's start with Elaine Thompson. Hurrah! I mean, do you think she's going to be able to get it? That's like I just said. That's the that's the headline. Can she get it? That's all. That's that's the big question. It's a couple words. Yeah. Can she get it? Um, I'm going to say. I mean, yes, she can get it. But if I'm a gambling man, which I kind of am sometimes, I'm going to go with she won't get it out of the mm-hmm. pure fact that, like, it's her season debut. You got to have a little bit of a rust. You know, you, you, everything's got to be debut. perfect. Yeah, in, indoor debut. She ran the 60 indoor. outdoor. Yeah. Yeah, well, the indoor season debut. You know what I mean. I just feel yeah, like yeah. It, too many things have to go right in the first round, which will be her first, her first race here that I'm just going to have to go with a no, but if she comes back at world championships or comes back for another world athletics indoor tour meet in Mm -hmm. late early March or late February, then I would say yes, but I just can't say yes yet. I have to say yes after this race. Predicting this race is a bit like predicting a marathon finish. Because yeah. we've only seen her once, and it was in an outdoor 60 with a huge headwind, which is about as helpful for forecasting how she's going to run as looking at someone's half marathon 
a couple months before they run a marathon. There's just not much data on this season of Elaine Thompson. Hurrah. However, I have a lot of data from last year on Elaine Thompson hurrah and how good she is. We just saw Jakob Ingebrigtsen do something crazy in his debut. Debuts are in. She's going to get it. Thompson hurrah. 691. Book it. Put on your board. Are we going to make a new t-shirt called Debut Time is World Record Time? Is that what we're doing? Debut Time is World Record Time? If she gets it, I think we have to. I think she's going to go 691. You think 691? Put it on the board. 691. Put it on the board. That's my contribution to the board today. Uh, how, how is the board doing, by the way, in terms of success rate? Your prediction and my prediction board. Okay, so you ha- none of us picked Fisher to win. I didn't even pick Fisher to finish because <laughs> I thought he was going to be a rabbit. So I screwed that one up. Both had Ahmed winning, so he got second, so that's pretty good. Okay. Um, we, you had the winning time, 13.03. I had a 13.05.8. But low-key, that 13.05.8, that looks pretty good because that was the winning time of the first no, it doesn't. that went down. That was Kincaid's winning time. So okay, you said like winner. I get a little bit of credit for that 13.05 prediction because that was the winning mark for the, for the we just need the standard race. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, 12.03. The one we were off, though, on was Pancake. Our boy, Devin Pancake. Yeah, I just missed it. Was going to run 359, goes out there and runs four flat. Mm. He was less than a second away from breaking 359. I was tuning in for that one mile race. I was like, come on, Pancake, you got to do this. Utah State, Mm. don't let me down. But you know, it's a PR for him. It's okay. Pancake will return and he will break four eventually. But uh, Mm. I'm going to keep that on my board Pancake 359. So eventually, when he runs it one more time, wherever he is, and altitude conversions don't count. So, uh, yep. yeah, Devin Pancake, four flat instead of 359. And you picked Coleman to win. He didn't even show up. I picked Bowling to win, and Bowling won. <laughs> good. All right. So the board maybe isn't a good predictor of what's going to happen, but I'm, getting, I'm going Thompson Raw, world record. Uh, what do you think with Holloway? I mean, we could see a Mondo world record too because he's been taking some good attempts. There's a lot that could go. Pretty, pretty um, history, historical. This meet could take a historical turn here um, with some of these athletes. Like you could have multiple world records in this in this meet. It's possible. Yeah, and it's crazy to say sentences like that. Ooh, we could have multiple world records in this meet. World yeah. records, man. They they say things don't grow, money doesn't grow on trees, but world records sometimes in the past decade have been growing on trees because you look at all time lists on both indoor and outdoor men and women see so yeah. many marks from the past 10 years you just think like what are the next 10 years going to be like if the past 10 years they're, they're running top five top 10 top one all-time marks. yeah the next 10 yeah. years you're, you feel like you're just going to see the same stuff it's quite crazy mm-hmm. what would lyles have to run for you to go hmm uh 652 What's his PB? Can we pull up his PB, Travis? Travis, stat man, stat man guru. He's on it. He's on it. I mean, his sec, he, he looked good at New Balance Indoor, right? He was, he's been solid in both of his performances. What's he at? Six, it's 656, right? Is that correct? Yeah, I think 656. Yeah, 656. But that was, that is, that wasn't his PB or was it? That is his PB. I think it's his that PB. is his PB. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> So six fifty two, you go. Hmm. Yeah, I go. Hmm. I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely go. Hmm. I think fifty four is where I would go. Hmm. But no, Lyles. Fifty four. That's that's not. Hmm. I'll give you maybe fifty three. So, hmm. but fifty two is it's the ultimate. Because hmm. fifty two, you're top ten. <laughs> yeah. But listen, we know how good he is in the second half of these races. That just means it's getting, getting better and better and better. Um, no, Laura Mir. She was gonna make that one k record attempt. She's been sick. I don't know if she's going to run indoors at all, but Gemma Riki's going to run in that 1,000. So it'll be a good meet. It'll be a fun meet to watch. And then we're going to have USAs the following week. So this is just the – this week and next week are the setup for world indoors, basically. A lot of these countries, they, almost this is like the – or the star athletes, these are their trials, basically. You're seeing – 
their best performance. And this is going to be the thing when we preview World Indoors that we go back to. We talk about how they ran in Levan or Birmingham or Dusseldorf and say, oh, yeah, this person's the favorite or this person needs to overcome a loss that they suffer from this this week or that week. So and then you got Turun, uh, Turun on Tuesday as well, too. So it's like boom, 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 boom. A lot of meets in very quick succession. And then Madrid, which was where Holloway got his uh, his world record, but that's not till uh, the following week. But should be should be terrific. Should be terrific. You check all those out on uh, on Flow Track. One more story to get to today. Um, just before we started, AIU announced Blessing Okabari ten year ban, five for the positive test, and another five for not cooperating. We'll throw up the uh, the release on the screen here the arbitrator said um that that uh she was yeah responsible for both of those those violations uh the quote here from the head of the aiu brett clothier we welcome the decision a ban of 10 years is a strong message against intentional and coordinated attempts to cheat at the very highest level this is an outcome that was driven by our intelligence-led targeting as well as our commitment to investigate the circumstances behind a positive test um, in the previous po- uh, paragraph, it's interesting. It says that um, the the arbitrator concluded the athlete's refusal to cooperate had denied the AIU opportunity to discover evidence of possible further rule violations by her, as well as possible violations of the rules by others. Remember, we're talking about athlete one, athlete two here. Although it seems like athlete two, they know who the identity is, but maybe others are involved as well too. Um, and that's why the second five-year sanction was in place now she has the right to appeal she could take it to kaz obviously if it's 10-year ban you'd think that would be career ending we have had a lot of people come back for multiple year bans you know asbel kiprop is back and eligible to run now after his ban gatlin who just retired had a four-year ban throughout his career but this 10 years is something totally different in entirely yeah 10 years is you're retiring like 10 years it's it's done you're you're but you're dusting off that resume adding what you did and now starting to try to find a, a job because there's no mm-hmm. way you're going to come back from a 10-year ban and be anywhere close to i mean yeah 10 years is basically 95 percent of most people's careers even mm-hmm. even more than most people's careers like how many people yeah. are actually running beyond 10 years i mean she's not running when she's 43 so yeah like yeah you know so yeah. uh yeah they're well, making we'll see a, we'll see the, res- we'll see the results of the appeal yeah we'll see the result of the appeal it also said at the bottom uh of the release it talked about how AU cooperating with usada and the instances about the rodchenkov anti-doping act it also did reveal that she was i, I like this part just because we were we got got some amusement out of the fact that athlete one was really clear who it was, but then it says concluded that athlete one is blessing Okabare. That's like the great plot twist here. The big reveal at the bottom of this, this release. Um, but they're working together. And I mean, that would lead me to believe we'll have some information on, on athlete two. So yeah, EPO HGH, not cooperating that, that got her 10 years. Um, why isn't it eight? Because isn't things normally in multiples of two, like a two-year ban, four-year ban, eight-year ban? Yeah. Like I was kind of confused when I saw 10, because I was like five, but five's a weird number. Normally it's four and four. Yeah. I think they have a little bit of leeway in yeah. in cases like okay. this, but, um, I mean the not non-cooperation too is something that is very big because the whole idea here is they want to keep digging and getting to the bottom bottom of these things yeah. so their hope is you get the positive test you want to reduce your suspension as much as possible so that way you cooperate and then you can um have a l- lesser sentence which we've seen with numerous athletes in the past and then it you know gets written up in the report after of like hey this athlete did this but they also helped thereby we're gonna cut off these amount of years but not the case here so 10 10 years it is i mean honestly if it was eight would it make much of a difference in terms of no. career? I mean, even four at this point, if you're 33, is close yeah. to career ending, I would say. Right? Yeah. Which is probably not to 
maybe I shouldn't say this, but like she probably was like four year ban is just as bad as a ten year ban, so why bother cooperating to get a four year ban? Was probably her thought process. Yeah. If I had to well, guess. and we don't know yeah. We we don't know the extent of the lack of cooperation either, because that could take on many different forms, right? But I'm sure we'll if she appeals, which I mean I would guess she would appeal. Um we'll see more. Although they do have a full full decision that uh, has been released so far, but in the appeal usually you get even more details because you get their side of the the case. So ten years, ten years, um, and then you also have the criminal case going through with the the doctor out in El Paso, right? Who also is facing uh, a jail sentence, significant jail sentence. Uh, so we shall see on that one. We got a couple minutes left. I have a question I for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm going to send this to Travis. Travis, if you can bring you? this tweet, it's a screenshot of a tweet. So the Winter Olympics are going on, and uh, people are tweeting about people winning medals. New York Times put out this tweet of this athlete, and this is about – we'll put this on the screen. Travis, can you read the first line of this tweet and tell me what they're trying to say? Because I've read this tweet – 50 times and i can't figure out what it means so read the top line of the read the top line of the tweet travis can you zoom in on the the, the, the text of the tweet all right you can zoom in there yeah gordon just asking a lot of questions of people at the end of the pod okay so scroll down scroll down so we can see the top text there you go okay so eileen goo gee goo just eileen just one medal and then a gold emoji number silver emoji three gold emoji what does that mean can you i'm trying to figure out what that means can you figure it out kevin i think it can means she won that? three she just won three medals she's won three medals at the olympics two of them are gold and one of them is silver yeah but that's not no you're reading the down the, the it's a gold number. What I just translate, read that sentence to me. It says Eileen Gu just won medal number three, and interspersed with medal number three are two gold medal emojis and one silver medal emoji. Oh, so the emojis are just are just like <laughs> breaking up the sentence. Just one medal number three. How did you read yes. that? Because I don't read that. I read just one. Gold number silver three gold. That's what I read. You don't read that? No. So this might be time for you to log off the internet, Gordon. It might have passed you by. I don't know. I don't know why These I emojis. find that so easy. That was confusing for me. So Colt, turn my call with emojis this thrown is, in between. This is an emojis for flavor moment, not an emojis for like literal translation moment, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Travis says they tried to get too cute. It sort of makes sense, but it's dumb. Well, yeah, but I mean, I didn't have any trouble trying to figure it out. So, just one medal, number three. But yet, the gold medals confuse you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, what does number silver mean? Like, medal gold, number silver, three gold. That's what I'm reading, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. You're not supposed to read the emojis, man. They're just yeah, there. Don't but the emojis. Then don't put them in the sentence. If you're not supposed to read the emojis, you, then don't When you see a Twitter. fire emoji. This is Twitter. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're taking it very literally, Gordon. You need to just be like the Zoomer generation out here and just go with the flow, man. You can't be you can't be reading everything yeah. so uh literally. I do think Travis the New York says, Times is maybe swinging out of their league with their attempt at emojis, but I don't know. Travis says if you replace the medals with like a clap emoji, it makes more sense. And it does. But like when, typically when I read, when I see metal emojis, I use them as translations for the full word of what it is, like gold medal, not just like an image for flavor. I don't know. So it bothered me all day. I couldn't figure out what it is. Now you told me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But I was yeah. So I mean, it's pretty fast. Twelve hours. It's one of those magic eye puzzles. Like maybe you just couldn't see it, and then I immediately walked in and was like, "Oh, it's a spaceship." I guess it would have been easier for you if it just said Eileen Go just won medal number three, and then they did a space, and then underneath that they did gold emoji, gold emoji, silver emoji. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That would have been more. I would have yeah. understood. 
Okay, are there any other tweets you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. See, like, look oh. at this. See, <laughs> that that makes more sense. Metal number three with the clap. I don't like the curses. Do you like the clap things? I feel like the clap things are done. I don't like the clap things anymore. See, what well, what would you rather read? That top line or that bottom line? Top line. That makes more sense. People who are listening to this podcast are so confused. Like, what's going on? What are you guys looking at? Yeah. So, yeah. Stop with the visual aids, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, there. I saw some of the USATF entries. Diamond Brazier's running the 400, trying to get on the 4x4. That was interesting. And basically, no one from Bowerman, except for, like, Josh Thompson, is running. Uh, which Yeah, do you think they're going all in on that Sorry, 10K? They're going all in on that 10K yeah. in March. Or they're going back to BU. The same weekend, they're running too fast. Well, Fisher talked about Fisher talked about running the ten k in March and not being able to do USA's and and World Indoors and the ten k, not being able to juggle all those three things. I would say though, I mean, it looks like we're going to get Holloway, right? Coleman. If you're if you're a US fan, you are getting some star power in these events. Who are the big names like in the men's and women's fifteen hundred at USA? So. Uh... Cooper Tier has scratched the 3K and opted just for the 1500, which will be interesting. Seeing Cooper Tier in okay. just the 15. Cole's in both. Cole Hawker's in both. Um, most of the people who have run this season for like indoors, like at Milrose, at New Balance Grand Prix, are basically running. Yeah. The main thing is like there's no Bowerman presence, there's no Paul Chalimo um, presence. So. The exactly. distance stuff, obviously no Centro. The distance stuff is going to be a little unique. Um, and the, the sprinters, I don't know if I saw a thing though on the list. The, the women's 400 only has like eight entries, which is wild. It's always funny seeing like a legit race only yeah. have like six women in it or six men in it. You're like, what are we doing here? Like there are clearly more than six people who are good at this event. But people are like, it's... Like Shakari Richardson, I'm just waiting for indoors to be over, you know. So, uh, regardless, the people who show up, they'll still put on a great show. It'll be fun to watch and see them I'm make their right way now. to to worlds. Um, but I did look at the preliminary start list, and I was kind of like, oh, wish we could have had a few others. <laughs> Brazier's entered in the four and the eight. Yeah, Brazier, but he's uh, focusing on the four. Okay, but he's still going to run at eight, right? Is he going to try to make the team? Well, I think the eight might be a backup plan. Okay. If he makes the 400 team, is he going to go to Worlds in the 400? Maybe. Be pretty I think wild, he, wants, right? he wants to be on the 4x4. Four four. He wants to be on the 4x4. Four four. Coach Pete Julian was on the Let's Run podcast, and he said his goal is to be on the 4x4. Four four. Okay. So that's what he's doing. Nope. I mean, that's the way to do it. Actually, yeah. enter a race and run. Yeah. 15... Prakel, Engels, Gregorik, Thompson, Tier, Hawker. That's pretty – that's all right. Women's 15, McLean, McGee, Jones, uh, Perger, St. Pierre, Osika, Norris. Okay, that's solid. It's pretty good, actually. And then I would guess you'd have a lot of people running back. Monson, Kaladi, Perger, St. Pierre, Norris in the, in the 3K. That's good. Yeah, there's some, na- there's some names missing, but this is also pretty solid. Holloway yeah, is solid. in the not- hurdles. It's not bad, bad, but I think yeah. just without the Bowerman, you kind of lose a little bit of, and without Chulimo, kind of lose a little bit. So, yeah, well, and then the four hundred is always going to be tough, but I mean, just the fact that Brazier's in it is going to make that men's four hundred interesting. Yeah, like, that's 100%. all. That's all you need. You need one little story there. All right, we shall leave it there. Uh, subscribe if you haven't yet. Oh, the Flow Track one, Podcast. One last. I want to make one last prediction. Okay. You want to read a tweet? So, no, 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 no. Okay, so I was doing some math for uh, DMRs. Yeah. Doing some math for DMRs. And I think my prediction is that the number 12 time that's going to take to get in is going to be 927. Yeah. I think it's going to be a historic uh, mark to get in for the men's DMR. They're all running this weekend at JDL, at Notre Dame, at Arkansas. But I think 927 will be the last time in. I'll put that on the board. Where's the board? Nine, I'm going to go 927.39. Literally in your house. And then for the women, 
it's going to be 1059.8. Okay. 0.88. That's my prediction. We'll see if that holds up after this weekend. Thanks to Travis for producing. Thanks to Colt for producing. Our sponsor, Hoka. Go to Hoka.com. Check out the new Cielo MD and LD Spikes. A lot of track this weekend. We'll be back Monday morning to recap it all. Appreciate everybody waking up early to check us out. Remember, if you're listening in Hawaii, let us know. Whoa, my shoe's falling. Here it is. See you guys.